welcome friends to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with a returning Lucy. Hello. Oh, hey. Hi. And an even bigger returner because he's been away for so long. He's been out of our hearts for just a little, a little while and he's re-entered it, kicked straight back in with his luscious locks, his gorgeous beard. It's Adam, of course. Hello. Hey. Hello. It's good to be back. Amazing. Is good. it? Is it? <laughs> I mean, the country's falling on its own sword that it threw in front of it a couple of years back now. But, um, you know, what else is new? Yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and, and you've managed to bring the rain with you. Mm. I don't know if it's raining in Canada, whether you actually brought it with you, but it's, it's raining now. Sorry. It snowed once. Did it? Yeah. I mean, oh, it didn't man. stick to the ground, but it definitely snowed in the morning the week I left. But man, that's Canada for you. I, it was I, also I like 18 degrees by 4 p.m. that day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, global warming obviously doesn't exist in any way. Oh, like, no, that's just Calgary. That water. that happens okay. once or twice okay. a year. All right. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, perfect. Let's get in some beers and we shall... Crack on with uh, with our episode, uh, Lucy. Oh, you said you've you've got a beer this yeah. evening. What are you going to I be opening? I was going to say, up? come to me last because it's quite okay. cold. All right, still, no, no worries. So. We'll, we'll, we'll do that. We'll come to you last. <laughs> uh, we'll come to you first, then, Adam. What Ooh, are me. you opening? I'm opening the uh, Ransack the Universe uh, by Collective Arts, which is from Hamilton, Ooh. Ontario. It's a 6.8% um, IPA. Uh, I saw... Where did I see? The hops are Galaxy Mosaic. And it has some pretty great waterfall-y art. Mm-hmm. Really bizarre. Uh, the art is by Simon Paul of Toronto, Ontario. At Simon Paul 123 Nice. Um, While well, you're cracking it, before I uh, launch into any other beers, is this something? Did you bring beers back with you, or is it, is it just coincidence that you found a collective arts beer here? Uh, no, actually, uh, I wanted to bring uh, some Canadian beers back. I brought the other beer I brought is from Calgary, um, and went to the bottle shop, and it was um, all of the local beers were sold in four packs, and I was like, well, I don't. Oh, I just want singles. I forgot that in Canada they don't do them as much in like the liquor because everything's set at a liquor store, right? Um, so unless you and the like craft bottle shop, there's only like one or two in Calgary, even though there's thirty odd breweries. Weird. Now, because um, because <laughs> you couldn't just get a license to sell like liquor stores were the thing. They're provincially run, and so all liquor stores get um, their product from the central government of the province. And they can put pressure to order things like local craft beers, but you can't just like order, have a liquor selling license, and just order from the brewery down the road, right? Um, which is why you don't really have craft stores; you just have liquor stores that have craft walls, uh, and then they're going to buy in bulk. And so, mm-hmm. just a thing that I totally forgot about. Um, okay. And so, and then I saw Collective Arts. I'm like, ah, they've been pretty reliable over the years. So they're one of the few single. Um, 
serving things at the liquor store I went to, and I was just like, ah, you know, instead of trying to go to a different one or buy a four-pack and just have three beers or leave them in my fridge for my dad not to have because they're not to his taste, I'll just I'll just go <laughs> Hamilton in Calgary. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Okay, uh, you get 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 a pour in. Um, I I don't know which one I'm going to open first. I've got two beers, um, both are eight point two percent, so I can't even have one that that leads me in the percentage. But I do have one from Pomona Island, and another one from a a brewery I'm unfamiliar with um, from the states, uh, Bearded Iris Brewing. Um, so I might start with that one. Slight, it's a slightly bigger can because obviously it's America. So it's Sixteen fluid ounces. Um, I am going to start with this one. This is double home style, a double IPA, uh, mosaic for days. It says on there. Um, it doesn't give me much more info apart from that. Um, Bearded Iris are in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it's got the general health stuff on it, and it's eight point two percent. That's it. That's all the information I've got on this beer. But there it is. Uh, the bottle shop had a few in from these guys, so hmm. uh, this one I think I don't know why it's stuck out to me a little bit more. But I will get this one poured. Lucy, hello. We'll come back to you then. What yes, what are you drinking thank you this evening? For your patience, um, I'm drinking at Overtone. Um, it nice. is called Love Your Local, and Ooh. it's 6%, what style is it? It's an IPA. Mm-hmm. Hops are Rakao, Simcoe, and Galaxy. Um, other bit of tidbit of information is brewed to support the trade that helped us through a pandemic as part of the Indie Beer Shop Day on the 17th of July. Uh, fresh hazy IPA with passion fruit, apricot, and peach flavors, and earthy undertones. Okay. So yeah, I guess that's why it's called "Love Your Local." Love mm-hmm. thy local. That was one of the testaments, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean... right. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's that's what they meant by that completely. Um, I, I, I didn't even know there was a, a like a local bottle shop day or like a day of action to support local places back in whenever it was mm. 17th July yeah I missed that one me too not that it's something we don't do of course but okay. yeah, yeah. alright cool <laughs> yeah, fair uh, we'll roll back around then Adol and the collective arts yeah so it's uh, a little bit hazy but pretty clear crisp mm. looking um have half a finger ahead if that poured really easily. Uh, I'm getting some, I'm gonna say mango and some nice tangerine citrus, like nice sweet, okay. not not too tart citrus off the nose. Maybe a touch of pine hiding underneath. Mm. But yeah, mostly just sort of a nice wash of tropical and a bit of citrus. Yeah. Very nice. Oh, yep. That like Christmas in the head and color I mentioned is just right there. Um, not really surprised. Collective Arts tends to be sort of not too boisterous, but like really clean flavors. Um, a lot more of that. Um, 
a lot more, a lot drier in the taste. All that uh, bit, of, that bit of pininess is a little more forward. Um, but there's almost like an aspartame-ness to the bitterness. Okay. Like this sort of fake sweetness almost, or... Yeah. Well, just that, you know, when you have, like, aspartame, like a Diet Coke, there's that, that like, aftertaste that you're like, oh, right, it's not a real Coke. It's got this thing. That mm-hmm. sort of lingering. Mm-hmm. That's sort of there, but luckily it gets... It's only sort of the dip between the main and the finish, and then when the finish sort of kicks in, it's this... Really lovely, quite bitter, um, but not too strong, long finish. I'd say the worst part is that the sort of tangerine sweetness just has a flash at around that same time and then kind of disappears. And I'd like it to okay. be paired with that bitter finish just because they, they work really well. And you're like, aha. And they're like, oh, no, where'd you go? Um, but hopefully as uh, my palate gets used to the bitterness, I'm going to not notice that as much. And maybe those other tastes will come out a little stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like I said, nice and crisp. The, the tropical uh, taste is a little more passion fruit, less straight mango on the taste than it was on the nose. Um, and again, that's kind of right now overshadowed by... That um, bitterness that lingers. Um, so I might check in and again uh, at the end and, and let you know if it's changed. Uh, but other, yeah. uh, otherwise, I'd be kind of disappointed that that the there's hints of really interesting flavors that are just getting overpowered. But again, it mm. might just be one of those have a few sips, let your palate get used to it, and then and everything blossoms after that. Or it might be the okay. fact that it's a little colder than I, I was hoping. Um. So, like the glasses, I would say it, it's it's fine for a lager, but I think maybe the maybe that's also sort of subduing some of the, some of the flavors that it's just a little too chilled. So, yeah, cool. Okay, nice. Um, I will kick in then with the double home style from Bearded Iris. Um, it's got this nice kind of big sweetness on the nose. Um, I know it said mosaic for days, but. The, the kind of I'm just getting a huge amount of this almost like a candy level of sweetness from it um, kind of super similar to your beer idol kind of you know hazy but not a thick block of colour uh, um, the head is barely there it didn't pour with much either but it's maybe a little bit more kind of orangey um, than, than yours hmm. so it's quite clean quite crisp as well when you first taste it um, and then and it folds into this slightly more danker kind of finish um, that's kind of the the, the the initial impression is you go oh there's some stuff here oh no there's a, there's a nice dankness towards that end on there as well but that start is interesting so again, it's it's a beer which is leaning more towards this very ripe tropical fruit kind of flavour. So the, the the sweetness on the nose doesn't quite come through in the flavour. I'm getting much more kind of ripe melon in there. Maybe a maybe a touch of orange as well, which is, could be giving it that that little hit of, of sweetness as well in there. Um, interesting. That this is. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know if it's a single hop mosaic beer, but it feels much more like the double IPAs we're getting over here at the moment. You know, the the the, the slightly more ripe fruit ones with that kind of earthy sort of finish. This doesn't quite lean into the earthy finish so much, but it goes a little bit more dank. And it's dry, so everything kind of disappears quite quickly as well in there. Um, it's going back so, so quickly because I'm reaching for it again to refresh my palate. I like that, that clean kind of initial hit for it to then evolve into the rest of this kind of beer. But it's maybe all a little bit too fleeting. You, you have those fruits and they're gone. That dankness appears and then that's gone. That dryness just kicks in and you're kind of left with a not kind of like the melon aftertaste but it's almost this not quite a, 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 a ripe melon it's it's sort of a little bit of a fruity aftertaste but not very much because everything is faded so quickly on it hmm hmm okay Again, I'll let this stew and sit here for a little bit before I um, kind of return to it before we open up our other beers. It may, may unfold a little bit more as I drink, but it's doing a couple of things and just and, and just is going quite quickly. So we'll see if, you know, when I get halfway through the beer or in 20 minutes time or something, if it's sticking around a little bit more. Uh, but Lucy, we'll come to you for the overtime. Yes, just pouring it now. Mm. Great pour, so good start. Um, I could just smell the fruit as I was pouring it. Yeah. Oh, that's a lovely smelling beer. Nice looking. I don't know if you can tell. My camera's a bit. Mm. You've got a bit white. Yeah. Yeah, the the beer is it's very hazy. It's like a block of colour. It's just. Mm. Juice. Um, it's got yeah, just just a bit darker than straw. I'd say it's very light. Lovely head. Um, probably uh, probably one finger. Just really fluffy and frothy white head. But yeah, it smells gorgeous. Oh, just like passion fruit, mango. Oh, that's good. I don't know if it's because I haven't had a beer in a while, but that's... why You think, why haven't I had a beer in so long <laughs> if they taste like this? Because you're not drinking Overtone all the time, mate. <laughs> yeah, I can see... It. I think um, we discussed it a few weeks ago when you had your Overtone. I was like, oh, this is mm. expensive, but you know what? Yeah. This one was certainly worth it. Um yeah, all those hops. What was it? Rikau. What else was it? Simcoe and Galaxy. Mm. Yeah, they're doing a lot of heavy lifting. It's just it's just fruit in the aroma, and you're getting that in the taste. It's like, like none of that aroma like dissipates into nothingness. It's like follows through on the taste yeah. so well. Nice. You, you, you kind of expect. I don't know so much with the Rikau, but with the um, with the other two, you kind of think, yeah, this is going to be like super smooth. Hmm. Yeah, the galaxy, you know, sort of has that kind of like. Uh, I I find you know it has it has that quite, quite a sweetness to it, and um, mm. it's got that. It's got it's got like, 
I think maybe a bit of the alcohol showing as well, even though it's, you know, by most standards quite light. But it's got mm-hmm. a, it's a nice sweetness to the end, but that's really well balanced with, like, this quite, you know, obvious, like, pininess as well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and it's really, really hoppy. Like... It isn't. It, it looks like you know, like it's going to be this smooth juice bomb, but it's it's got a lot of hoppiness to it as well. It's just like cleans and refresh refreshes your palate, and along along with that pininess, it just it it clears your palate so well, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. still retaining like you know some of the fruit, some of the some of the bitterness uh, from the hops and the pininess, and it's just you just want to keep going. It's it it's a fantastic beer. That's really good. Good. I'm ooh, very. I'm just thinking, where did I buy this? Can I buy some more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is um because I, I don't know. This year I haven't I haven't really had any like standout beers. I, I don't know if that's um apart from like the equilibriums that I've I've drank over mm. you know towards the start of the year. I guess um yeah. I don't I don't know if it's like. I think being in lockdown for like a year has like just changed like it's, well not changed but it sort of like altered my relationship with beer because I just realised it's like no there's nothing better than just getting it on draft and you know it's like when I was ordering like from from the sites which were good and you know um, kept me going kept me afloat it's yep. just like Oh, you're always looking for like the same kind of breweries, the same kind of styles and stuff, and it's like, uh, it, 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 beer hasn't had that kind of, you know, the, the pizzazz that it has usually, like this this last year or so. So it's mm-hmm. like, uh, maybe it's time to start, you know, branching out on what I try and what I taste, and you know. Just, yeah, just going a bit out I, there. I, I completely, I completely understand that. I, I, when I was chatting with um, Sean and Dave last week, mm. uh, you know, both of them came with lighter beers. Um, you know, the the sort of the five and a half, six percent IPAs. I think Dave had a four and a half percent. Wasn't a lager, but something you know, like lighter mm. beers and things. And um, we got into a chat, you know. Because I'm like, well, I, I've been drinking lots of double IPAs, you know, eight, <laughs> eight and a half odd percent kind of beers. And they said, oh, why is that? I said, well, there's just a, such a dearth of them at mm. the moment. So many people are brewing this this kind of beer that I, I you know, sat back and I thought, well, I mean, I've got two double IPAs tonight. But <laughs> I did think to myself, and th- these are from the same shop I did before. Uh, that episode, um, yeah. so it's it's kind of one of those. Like, yeah, why why am I not drinking these four and a half percent kind of pales? Mm. And and as we were talking about with Auroch, um going for like a table beer and seeing what breweries can kind of do with those low percentage beers, what flavors they can bring in, what kind of styles they can uh, really kind of hit that might be uh, you know a little bit lower. And and sort of in this dipper, not rut, but I'm I'm stuck in the style almost. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's because I think they sound so good in, in theory, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Why oh, have an IPA? I, yeah. We can have two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, like, we've seen the variety over the years of what can be done. And we know that, like, with the healthier alcohol percentage, like, there is 
just a little more leeway that you can do, um, you know. Uh, but then the flip side is, oh right, this is very much a trend. And I've like I, I listened to your episode with Pillbug, and like you, you seemed, even the week before as well, you just seemed like ah, they're all kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Mm, um, yeah. And like, the, and the problem is, we know how cool a dipper can be. Mm. Um, and right now, we're seeing the opposite of innovation in the broad sense, but maybe people are trying to innovate in a narrow sense, right? Like, okay, so in this. Rigor, sort of ah, in vogue thing. Um, how do we differentiate our, you know, late summer autumnal Bristol, Bristolian um, dipper? Oh, well, we did this light thing, and you're like, oh, but it's basically that fucking beer in it. Yeah, completely. And I wonder whether, whether some of that comes down to. Like availability of material and ingredients uh, and things like that over the last kind of year. Brexit, yeah. Brexit and COVID as well. Um, no two drivers. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's just Brexit. Um, two, two kind of big, well, at least uh, I was going to say global, COVID being a global thing, Brexit being quite a local thing. Um, but two things which have impacted on, on the market. Um, yeah. On the kinds of things that can be brought in, on the availability of, of materials, uh, ingredients. So it'd be interesting to see whether that is why we're getting very similar kind of beers as well. Everyone's like, well, there's tons of these four hops, so lots of beers we're going to be making are with these four hops, but also these malts as well. You know, we're all brewing with the same malts because that's yeah. kind of all there is at the moment. Um, and I, I, I mean, without people kind of like jumping into the next sort of price bracket because they're like well we can buy these other ones but they're just that little bit more expensive now because of the way that that stuff has happened Mm. but we want to keep our next beer down in this price bracket because marketing wise we know that it will sell better if it's you know doesn't hit up that extra quid and then we'll make a special beer which we can sell at a couple of pound more and we'll use these other ingredients that we can get in knowing that they're that little bit more. So it'd be interesting to see how the market is kind of changing and adapting with all of this going on yeah. um, and and mm. why we're getting similar kinds of beers. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll investigate yeah. and try and see if we can get someone to um, give us some cold hard facts <laughs> Yeah, they're probably just doing all that they can at the moment. But um, yes. yeah, I mean, I mean it's... It, I mean, I've not been drinking much lately anyway, and it's just, like, given me time to, like, reevaluate. like, oh, why have I gone off salads so much? Why hmm. why is this? Why is that? And I think it's just probably because it's, like, yeah, just probably just better going to a pub and having it and, like, <laughs> you know, sitting around with people you like, hopefully, like you hmm. two, and just having a beer. But, um, yeah. yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a weird one, but um, it's... It, I, I, I want to fall in love with beer again, <laughs> and it was hard to do in lockdown. Yeah, absolutely, like, and oh, I, I think no. it's again, it's a weird sort of time, and we're at a, I, I would say, you know, an odd place again in our beer kind of drinking. In that we started what six or seven years ago, kind of getting more and more into to craft beers and and unlocking ourselves to all these different kinds of styles and that was again at a point where the UK scene was really ramping up and 
everyone was trying lots of different things so mm. with our curiosity came everyone else's so it was just constant 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 new stuff new stuff new stuff so now where we're getting similar kinds of beers like uh, oh yeah I want, I want that again. Like yeah, it's it's yeah, like you want to be yeah. eight and playing the Mega Drive for the first time, isn't it? Just being like, oh, what are all of these insane things I've never experienced before? Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, yeah, just interesting. But uh, this, this overturns damn fine. So. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Note to self, buy more overturns. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, nice. Cool. Uh, let's enjoy these beers. We'll sit and drink them, and we shall move into uh, gaming chat for the week. Um, uh, but before we do, actually, Adol, you've not been on for so long. How have you been? You're muted, though. <coughs> You're muted. Fuck's sake. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been really great. Um, for those not watching the video, I had muted it because I was forgot that my topic i needed to open a thing and didn't want to click the clack mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then uh proceeded to talk into a muted microphone um what was i saying uh it was really great i hadn't seen my family and anyone in my family in t- almost two years and mm. my my sister's parents and i hadn't been in the same place since my middle sister's uh wedding in 2018 so it'd been like like, like almost exactly three years mm. Um, since we were all together. And I got to meet my niece for the first time. Uh, Aura's a toddler. She was kind of talking, and she's walking, and it's like, oh, cool, I guess I'll never have met you as a baby, which was a weird feeling, but also (laughs) fantastic. I mean, it's fine. I got to see her and meet her, and some people still are struggling to see family members. I'm not trying to Uh be like, oh, woe is me. It was just an odd, like, ah, the first time I will meet you, human being in the flesh, and you are a full stage of development past... Mm new human um but yeah no it was really great uh spent a lot of time with my niece and nephew went on zip lines in northern saskatchewan nice you know all kinds of fun stuff um got my antique car which has been sitting in my parents garage for years back running um daisy daisy what didn't took a lot to get running uh went for the yield test drive after like oh no there's a gas leak. Tighten, tighten. Oh, gas leak seems to have stopped. Oh no, it's dripping oil. Climb underneath car. Tighten oil canister. You see, which is... the, these Canadians are so privileged. They could just get to leak <laughs> gas everywhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, tightened up the oil cylinder, which had gotten loose, and then it seemed to not not be um, leaking gas anymore. And it was or oil. I was like, oh, this is all great. And then it was like, went around my parents' um, driveway, and then. A wheel locked up and like oh. pulled, like literally like laid rubber for three feet and then kicked forward. Uh, and I was like, "Oh, what was that about?" Uh, and I had my buddy Chris beside me. And then I was like, "Oh well, you know, let's 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 stop and take a look." And that's so. Uh, I'll remind people who don't know: Daisy is a 1958 MGA, which was made without seat belts and has been grandfathered ever since to not need seat belts to legally drive. This is an important fact because at this point is when I discovered that the brakes didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, brilliant. (laughs) It turns out that uh, there was, um, yeah, basically, I'm not sure if it was just low on brake fluid, but there's probably still a leak, but like 
busted a brake line uh, and had to like bled the brakes so we thought oh maybe there was just wasn't enough fluid because it had been sitting for a time did all the things and then there was like oh no I, I look underneath as my uh, my buddy Trevor's helping bleed one of the brakes and it's like oh that there's it's just coming down the jack it's just you can't tell but there's a stream of brake fluid just coming down um, yeah so got the car going couldn't get the car stopping had <laughs> to give up because it was like a couple days before but like I saw a bunch of friends uh, I did all the things my cup was filled I'm rejuvenated, and then I came to dystopian Britain, and it's... <laughs> it's much as you left it. Oh, it's way worse. I mean, we have supply <laughs> issues up the wazoo, and now there's petrol panic buying. Petrol panic purchasing. Oh, mm. why isn't that alliteration in the news? Uh, because the journalists are shit. Um, <laughs> mostly, mostly, but, not all, not at all. But like, I noticed that even at the shops on the weekend, just trying to go pick up a thing. How many? Like, I was walking past the Sainsbury's on Clifton Down, which is a big one, and like walked in to buy a couple spices to 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 make spicy popcorn, as I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then found, and you just saw like a bunch of empty shelves, and I was like, oh, they weren't kidding. Like, yeah. Mm. That's a, that's a that's a weekly thing now. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. But it's just about the, the truck truckers, as if that explains. I mean, I mean yes, of course. Yeah. It's like, oh right, the the it's truck. It's their oh, fault, really. Was... You know, absolutely. Their how fault. how dare they leave? How dare they go? <laughs> uh, away? Yeah, how we've, dare we've... they get kicked out of a country? Exactly. Yeah. The and, and again and again, we've you know they've we've, it's been suggested we've, we're going to open up the border to them. They can come back for three months and leave on Christmas Eve. Yeah, because they oh. want to do that. Yeah. Yeah, also... Just leave their jobs to come and drive trucks over yeah. here for three months. Yeah, great. I mean, why do wouldn't they want to do even that? Allowed? Do they even have three-month leases? <laughs> I mean, they can, but no landlord's going to do it. That's what and I'm landlords saying, have yeah. incredible rights, thanks to the Tories. I mean, oh, no, need... it seems like this is a problem of their own making in all kinds of ways. <laughs> but again, they don't even need landlords. They, 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 they'll change sleep the, the rules to just let them sleep in the truck. You you, you know, suddenly the eight-hour drive day or whatever it is when the taco uh, it's closer to it stops them actually driving. 12, 16. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when it stops driving, they just don't have to worry about those anymore. You can do Free mattress to put in your uh, truck. Yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. I mean, get, get you think that would be a thing. Mattress. You have to carry yeah. it yourself to wherever your truck is. Though. I mean, that's... your knowing... joke doesn't work because that's still... <laughs> A kind of humane and forethought from no, our government, no, which no, we don't no. have the, either. The, per- the person supplying the mattresses will be one of, you know, someone who gave a hefty donation to the Tories. Oh, I would say yes, absolutely. Yeah. Each mattress and... has been purchased by our tax for £400 a mattress, <laughs> but it will be the, you know, cheap old 80 quid one that you buy from the shop. So yeah, Possibly yeah. soiled, you know? <laughs> Oh no! Can't guarantee oh, it's soil. They're all just secondhand. I mean, second given what I've mattresses. read about how bad the like amenities are on the trucking routes, mm-hmm. if it wasn't soiled when they got it, it will be by the time the three months are over. <laughs> but it's welcome, really funny. Welcome yeah, anyway. back, Adol. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back. Ah, oh, <laughs> sorry. Was I bringing politics into beer and gaming? Uh, um, but yeah, things are good otherwise. Uh, good. I did come home to uh, a bed with cat shit and piss on it. Because... Oh, talk to, speaking of sore mattresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because cats sometimes when they're stressed do that and it wasn't caught by my housemates because of course it wasn't. And then once the scent is there, this is now a place I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Dorian seems fine for all those who care. He, ha- he did 
pee on the bedding two days into my stay here when I went to get my two day two COVID test, which was negative, um, which really pissed me off because I like just threw out the duvet, but I had a backup duvet that I just had for a couple of years. Oh. And then I put that on and I was like, cool, it lasted one exactly <laughs> one night. And now it's been cat pissed on. Awesome. But it was very not a lot. And it was like, fuck. So now I've just anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, the life is fine. Uh, I'm still unemployed. Huzzah. Uh, but I'll be back on streaming. Huzzah. Um, and I'm drinking beer with my pals. So that's a legit huzzah. I mean, it's amazing that we get to hang out with you again. That is a, that yeah. is a huzzah. Absolutely. Um, uh, and with that, what topic do you want to chat about? You said you were bringing up a tab to do wow. so. We, we'll roll straight into that one, shall we? Sure. So I was going to stream today. Mm. Um, and uh, didn't. <laughs> uh because i jet lag i thought i conquered over the weekend and then i was reading in bed because i'm a noob um and uh promptly fell asleep at like 11 30 and i was supposed to stream at noon and woke up at 12 30 was like oh my brain is not good i don't know like it's like oh i know i'll just stream it one it's fine it's like like it's been just no i'll just not yeah. push it. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. probably end up streaming tomorrow, stealing Ben's slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the game I was going to talk about isn't um, existed because I didn't play it. Um, but what I did want to talk about was, of course, the Super Mario Brothers movie casting <laughs> announcement. Oh, oh okay. Uh, do <laughs> you guys know much about it? I saw. I saw who's who. That was. I mean, that is the most I've ever paid attention to that movie being a thing. And I didn't I even know it was back. a thing. I, I knew about it because I, I knew it was like the Despicable Me people, but I just never paid attention to it. I don't care. Oh, I still don't care. Yeah, I, d- so. I didn't know. And, and apart from seeing the casting, I know nothing more about it. Is this an animated movie and it's just voice it, acting? I that's correct. It is a so. voice acted movie. It is an animated movie. Um... But, oh man, uh, it's so choice. Uh, we'll start with the big one, Mario. Did they bring Dustin Hoffman back? Uh, you mean, was Dustin Hoffman? Oh, was he? No, he wasn't in it, was he? It was, uh, thinking about Bobby, was it? Oh, not Dustin Hoffman. Who am I Yeah, you've got it wrong. What's his name? What's his name? Uh, it was, um, Bob Bob Hoskins. Yes. No, not Bob Hoskins. Who was, who was, um... Who was Bowser? Who was who's Bowser? Oh, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm of. DH. There we go. That's my yeah. problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Dustin Hoffman <laughs> is Rain Man. Dennis yes. Hopper is the bad guy in yes. Speed. Absolutely. Yes. There we go. Yeah. No. Uh, sadly, no. Um, so I also I, I watched a clip of the the announcement, and I oh my god, that's a trip. Um, just because we'll go through these cast listings, but it starts with, as Mario, Crisp Rat. Mm. Yeah. Um, but in the thing, they're like, he's, they literally said in the announcement, he's so cool. Yeah. Did, I, did they really? <laughs> like, yeah. What I, are I, you talking 
I love oh. Miyamoto going through the people. He's like, he's so cool. He's uh, he's gonna be funny. Yeah, it's it quite sweet. It's quite endearing. It's like oh. Miyamoto has never seen a film before because he's just been making yeah. games for like seventy years, and he's like, it's all like one film. He saw like the Lego oh, movie, man. and he's like, I can't wait. <laughs> you love you. Yeah, yeah, it, I, it, I love the difference between like Miyamoto and Kojima, right? Like two, two, you know, not quite similarly aged kind of people, but people who have been in the gaming industry for a, you know, veterans of this, who have been in yeah. it for a long time. One of which who just makes fun games. One of which who tries to make kind of movies. Who is embedded in like that, that movie kind of culture. And Miyamoto just like, yeah, movies seem cool. Sure, why not? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Is from? Uh, do we all know who he is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he completely boring. Point? Yeah, he is. Yeah. I. I mean, in the Lego Movie, he's fine, but it's like that film has a lot of character, and I think mm. you know the, the script and the directors just falling yeah. to that. He, should, he could just be a disembodied voice, and it's fine. He'll be fine. You know. It's like, yeah. I. I feel like they're giving him credit for the Lego movie and the star power of Guardians or something. But like in like you said in the Lego movie, he's like John Every Fig. That's true. the point. Yeah. Uh, and like it's and like Mario isn't. But the that. thing is, you I know did... what? He he's an actor. You know, unless it's terrible. And so, it may, very may well be. I mean, I'm this sure he'll thing, make it work. I, I, it I really want it. I really yeah. want it to be good because. I saw he. It, it's one of these like short videos. I can't remember what what I saw it on, but he posted up just it was a recording of his face. Yeah, just going. It's a me, a Mario. That's not the voice. And yeah. very specifically leaning into yeah this idea that everyone's like. <laughs> so no. this is the thing I I, I kind of feel like is gonna be weird, which is it's not nineteen ninety three. Mario is a uh, Italian American plumber, heavy on the Italian, like 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 fairly fresh Italian, not like second gen, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, immigrant. Um, how do you hire someone like Chris Pratt and not do a racist Italian accent? How do, how do you think, overcome I don't think they're gonna go. I don't think they're gonna go down that. Root of having him being like that. I agree. I, he's gonna, not going to be. Yeah. It's not going to be like a Charles Martinet impression, right? And no. it's not yeah. going to be an impression of an Italian plumber. It's going to be a different voice, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is so one of the reasons I want to talk about it is because this cast is wild to me. Mm. Um, I just wouldn't have predicted almost any of it. Uh, but the other part was just like, well, like we have so few bits and bobs of mario's voice except for like the mario cartoon which fine write that off but like the few things we do have are these kind of awful stereotypical like it's a me mario like you could just see him doing this Mm -hmm. right and you're like okay so how do you not disappoint fans but also not be racist like I'm really. What do you guys think the voice? Like, yeah, tell me they're more about go, what you think, think the voice. I think they're going to go in a completely opposite direction. They're just going to have like he, he's going to probably sound like Sonic did in the movie, or like, or like, or like, um, what's the Pokemon one? Whatever that one was, like oh, Ryan Reynolds. Pikachu. Oh yeah, yeah, because he was a guy in a Pikachu body, right? 
or whatever. Uh, yeah. Oh, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, who cares? It's it's. Just, it's I like I enjoy that movie, but it's like whatever. Um, yeah. It, it yeah, it's just gonna they're gonna go in a completely different direction. They're gonna divorce themselves from, you know, the the, the very stereotypical, uh, you know, Italian American archetype, and then yeah, they're just gonna. He's just gonna be a voice. Mm. And you'll be Mario. Done. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think, again, it is and it isn't a different audience, right? Like, there, there's a massive crossover, of course, between, like, gamers and people who go to the cinema and watch movies and, and that kind of thing. And, and the, the kind of culture that we sort of live in um, very much has those um, pulls from kind of all of that, you know, movies and games and TV shows and, and that sort of stuff. But I think they're kind of almost, be, you know, it's one of those where, like, well... If you wanted to make Mario the game, the movie, you would just get the actors that played the voice actors in the games, yeah. right? If you wanted to yeah. replicate that. So it feels like they're just going in a different direction for it. That they are, yeah. they've decided that this, no, this is a movie. It's going to be different. It's going to be separate. And I hope I'm fucking right in that. And it isn't a ripoff, you know, version of the video game voice. I think, I mean, Chris Pratt, don't get me wrong, is the boring choice, but it's also just a safe, yeah, choice. You know, it's just yeah. like... He, again, he's done voiceover work. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's pretty solid. He's been in lots of big blockbuster stuff. It's and a little bit of a pulling. It's a, it's, it. yeah. Absolutely, people it's like talk about Chris it. It's a name to pull people in as well. So yeah, I mean, I think this whole cast list is basically <laughs> like trying to check a bunch of boxes by committee because, like, none of this is about oh, this makes sense for the character so much. But that's Hollywood. I, it's always yeah, been yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. Get well, the, get the no. big actor. Um, no, no, unless you've got... Well, I'm saying to be the honest, whole list. That... I'm not just saying, like, Chris Pratt's choice. Like, well, like... I don't, like so the, with the all next due person... respect, I don't yeah. know any of the other actors apart from Seth Rogen. And I think Fair. maybe another one. So, I don't know who I mean, so... Is. so uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Peach is a real strange one because she's an indie darling of sorts until she had huge success in The Queen's Gambit on Netflix. Mm. She was in, like... Which, but that's double like V V I T C H. Like that was her big breakout role. It's a horror film. She's been to some other things. She's fantastic. She's a really great she's actress. Great. Yeah. Uh, she's never really done animated stuff. That's fine. But also, Pe- Peach is historically not the m- most meaty of roles. Um, and this feels just like a we're looking for cred because mm. we've got like an indie darling who just made big bang, like made big ratings bank uh, on Netflix. But unless Peach is changing fundamentally, like, she's just not going to have a lot to do, and that's just, no, like... I don't think so. I, I, I think we're coming from from this as a, you know, from the fact that we play Mario, you know, and we've grown up with this franchise for many years. I don't think this is going to be... Just because Peach is, like, relegated to a you know, damsel in distress role in the games. I don't see why she can't have a big part in the film. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, oh, well, I, I mean, I yeah. hope who knows so, right? what the yeah. story is. Yeah, I, 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 this is why yeah. I think it's going to be completely different. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, I'm hoping for some more like Super Mario Two action, but not with the horrible dream sequence, <laughs> which is 
the entire game. Um, I just mean like, yeah, like the idea that it's kind of not really Mario, but has the right bits, right? Like you have, like you've got Toad. I mean, that's um, a, that was Mario, the best Luigi, casting. Peach. <laughs> Um, right, as, as the playable characters in uh, Mario 2, and they're not in mush- any Mushroom Kingdom. They're just doing something else, but they're still doing Mario. But yeah, everyone's involved. I'd like to see something along those lines. Obviously, a little more tailored to Mushroom Kingdom. But I, but yeah, I think you're right. We I, what a, what would be interesting would be not well, what is the plot of a Mario game? Make a movie around it. But what are the, what's going on with these what are the like the tropes and like the core of these characters and how do Mm -hmm. we put them in a fun story i don't have as much faith that that type of depth will be done just because it doesn't need to to be done and hollywood often takes the short um cut like so like yeah you were so charlie day as luigi charlie day is great he was in pacific rim as the mad scientist but he's mostly known for it's always sunny in philadelphia where he plays a manic crazy dude right um and it's like okay well whatever chris pratt is doing italian wise i'm sure charlie day can match but he'll just be (laughs) off the wall and like like it just seems like oh we want sidekick Get yes. Charlie Day oh, to yes. be crazy Absolutely. and yeah, improv yeah. some lines. Like this is why I'm a little less hopeful about the thing because it all seems just so like, all right, who's popular and like just like oh yes, Luigi will be sidekick character. Well, who's a good sidekick actor? Charlie Day. Not what's interesting about Luigi. Oh, here's some inspired casting choice because, and I'm not saying Charlie Day can't be inspired. It just the whole lot just doesn't ring strong for me. Mm-hmm. But I'd be happy to be proven wrong. I mean, it's a, it's a better casting than them being like, yeah, we've got The Rock or something like that, you know, just... The, the heel turn <laughs> Really, yeah. just... I mean, so, like... like well, the Rock's Jack Black and everything, so it's... Yeah, Jack Black as Bowser is great. Mm-hmm. He seems like he could... Like, then you... I mean, I'm just thinking, like, Bowser having an electric guitar because that's somehow more evil and, like, Jack Black just being insane. That seems like, oh, that makes me feel dumb Mario movie. Great. Right, like that yeah, yeah. gives me some hope. Jack Black is like another boring, uninspired casting, in my opinion. Oh, I agree, yeah. but I'm just saying I at least see why that lined up. Versus, like, I don't actually see a lot of Luigi and Charlie Day. Yeah. I can't really see him being like, like, think Luigi's Mansion, Luigi, where like the games where Luigi has more of a role. It doesn't. He's not just the sidekick, and that suddenly doesn't feel right. Like, that's what I mean about, like, I feel like it's all uninspired, but, like, at the least toad, I think Jack Black can do something casting. with the role. The toad casting is uh, good. Ah, yeah, if, go for it. If he, if he, I mean, I don't know how much Key and Peele you lot have watched, but if it, oh, if he's, like, yeah. Lufa um, from the sketches where he's, like, Obama's interpreter, <laughs> if that is Toad, <laughs> then... Well, I mean, well, and he's yeah. already he's already bald as well, so it's just totally yeah. without the fucking mushroom <laughs> I mean, isn't it? So, it's... and this is the thing. This is like what gives me slight hope is that like, as much as I'm like, uh, some of these just seem like, oh, let's get that demographic, or let's just like get someone popular and get a list of very popular names from very different like um, areas, such that someone who's like a Key and Peele fan might come on to Mario because of that. 
um, there is a lot of talent. I'm not going to, like, the whole, the, the entire cast list is talented. It mm. just seems mm. like I don't know what this movie can possibly be because those things are pulling in so many directions. Like, Key and Peele, right? Keegan Michael Key as Toad and Jack Black as Bowser seem like very different movies. Yes. Yeah. And that's why I feel like it's just like, ah, oh, yeah. And what what I like about Togue is like Keegan Michael Key is very like, has all these sketch roles. So no matter what um, what this ends up being, I'm sure that role can be lived in well because I have a lot of faith in him personally. Yeah. Versus like if Bowser wasn't super over the top and boisterous, Jack Black would just kind of be the wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. I th- I think it'll be a good movie. It'll be f- all the the. 40 year old nerds will go and watch it with their kids and they'll have a decent enough time so, with so it. So, again, and... well, it, is, is it a like a U rating? Is it is it going to yeah. be for kids? I imagine oh, so. It'll be it Pixar-esque. Yeah. The, the, the only, they'll just have little throwbacks, you know, to, to the games and stuff. That's how, you know, everyone's going to be like, oh, you know, everyone at our demographic's going to be like, oh, it was actually pretty good. They, Absolutely. They, they, and it's, they, they uh, mentioned a Goomba once and that people yeah. lose their flipping minds. Uh, completely. And it's going to be mm. one of those where suddenly when you go to the movie, the first advert that will come up, Will be the new mobile Mario game based oh, upon God, the yeah. movie. So all Mario the kids Jump. go, cool. Yeah, we can we can play this, and all the adults go, yeah. oh, and no, I got to buy a Nintendo Switch now and just play all of the yeah. old games. Yeah. And stuff. I mean, so this is what I I think that I agree. I think this is going to be, but that's why I think it's going to be more by the numbers, like a generic family film that follows the beats of Mario and has some names and, like you said, just a plethora of Easter eggs. Um, yeah, that's that's all. It's, it's going to be the Pikachu movie, Detective Pikachu. Oh, and but that I was liked fine. The... Yeah, me oh, too. No. It, it was but fine like, to watch uh, but on see, Netflix Detective... one Sunday afternoon. Would I pay see, to see I... it? Hell no. It was de- it was decent <laughs> enough. Yeah. And it's like, but what it's I liked about a, that, it will not be offensive like the yeah. first Mario movie, uh, uh, and that's all uh, that matters. Oh, but the first Mario movie is amazing. <laughs> oh, it's so good. The first uh, Mario movie is so good. Yes, but it yeah. is offensive Let's, to Nintendo. Oh shit! This so. this is going to be our, our our first Patreon exclusive. Uh, is is a co- commentary track of the three of us watching Mario Super Mario Brothers nineteen ninety three. We should absolutely fucking do that. Um, but like, Detective Detective Pikachu wasn't a regular Pokemon movie. It didn't actually do the Pokemon thing. That's one of the reasons I liked it. And I don't think this is going to do that type of subversion. I'm worried it's just going to be like the princess is captured, but we're going to have a lot of scenes where the princess and Bowser have like chats. But ultimate, and she might escape once. But uh, really, think, Mario has to save her at the I end mean, of the day. It's like, like if, you've, if you've played Odyssey, yeah. they actually flip that like stereotype, yeah. you know, up in the game. I, I, Nintendo wouldn't sanction this if they didn't think that this was. They had the disaster of I that agree. other film. They would not sanction this if they thought it was going to yeah. be anywhere near as bad. Yeah. As oh, as I that. don't think it's yeah, but it's, that thing was bad because it was like, what if? We didn't do anything with the lore. I'm saying that the opposite can be just as bad, which is what if we stuck a little too much? But, you know, but that's the thing. It's like this will be like their games, like, you know, just polished to to hell. You know, Miyamoto has probably gone over the script 17,000 times. It's like this will not this, as you say, it'll probably just be just meh. And that's fine because it'll sell and 
who cares? Yeah. Don't see it. I'm sorry. All the fallout from the casting, it was just like, it was funny to begin with because it was like, oh, what you did? But people are genuinely like, what is going on? It's like, it's, it's a film <laughs> with Mario. Yeah, completely. And it's, it's, Chill again, out. It's, it's one of those things. <laughs> if you don't like it, just don't go and see it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I no, just. No, no, no. Why are you worried about it? Why, I'm not why, talking about you, must... Adil. You're you're bringing. No, 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 you're you're, you're playing devil's advocate but, but, and bringing good points to it. Of... But people are literally like you know. Yes, and lots their of the people shit. online, you just think mm. you do not need to consume every <laughs> single piece of Mario content or Nintendo content. Just but, don't bother. But just leave mm. it. But Ben, I haven't developed a personality except for I play video games on console <laughs> X. <laughs> what if I don't like what happens on something related to console X? Well, wait till the Netflix Zelda fucking show actually materializes and comes out. Yeah. You'll, you'll be fucking. Oh, nuts. is that the one with fucking? Oh, I hope so. It's basically just the Witcher with the Witcher just reskinned, essentially, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah, either that or it's just Moblin porn. <laughs> Yo, I don't need to know. Netflix, that. Netflix uh, are ready for that kind of stuff, though. They're definitely uh, there. I, like, yeah, they, they, yeah, they definitely do that if someone has. Especially the since like Pornhub had the big content culling of the 2021, apparently. Did they? Um, what? What's this about? <laughs> Oh no, delve into this. What's this? What's <laughs> yeah. this? Oh, so there was a big problem with copyrights and stuff. Hmm. Um, oh, well, yeah, um, like the world. Well, so this, this, so I have only read a little bit, but if this seems to be related to the OnlyFans problem as hmm. well, because I don't know if you know, OnlyFans said we're going to get rid of a lot they of nudity that, and things. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, and the reason was was because the banks which process the payments mm-hmm. are hmm. under pressure from investment groups, which are underwritten by very rich evangelicals mm. to um, not allow anything that looks like sex work. Uh, and the way they do that is they claim that things like OnlyFans and Pornhub um, help support sex trafficking. Yep. That is absolutely some, not true. <laughs> yeah, well, cause, because there is a small, tiny percentage of videos which are between revenge porn and stuff done under duress Mm-hmm. That yeah, you cannot say either of these platforms are free of this type of content. Mm-hmm. Um, what you can right. say is the vast majority isn't this type of content. But of course, what they ask, uh, the, what the pressure is from the financial institutions uh, to put on the these platforms is to get rid of things that are all of the yep. those things. It's like, well, that actually doesn't stop. The trafficking part. No, absolutely. Because not. all you're doing is saying you can't have this content here. Yeah, it just goes. But you're also else. saying, but it's like all of this content, mm-hmm. because really, what they want is some sort of puritanical version of the internet. And so, that, as someone who you know does some similar things for their job. That's Hang on. Weird. I'm, whoa. Not, I'm not a prostitute. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> as someone who's, who's seen what what people who are genuinely involved in human trafficking and what they do. Tell me, I'll tell you one thing. They're not looking on OnlyFans. They don't have OnlyFans accounts, you know? And as you say, yeah. like, there, there should be safeguarding, but that has nothing to do mm. with, you know, uh, ripping a whole kind of, like, industry from, you know, that well, app. And, yeah, it's, and, it's, and the worst part is OnlyFans is only a thing fun. because uh, sex workers travel, like, like, 
boosted their traffic. Sorry, that's a bad word. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's a confusing <laughs> word to use. Um, yeah, yeah, Jewish but shit. like, and just stepping yeah. in it all. Yeah, they they got all, all almost like almost ninety, if not more, percent of OnlyFans traffic is based on some form of sex work, whether mm. it's lewds, nudes, mm-hmm. whatever. Right, uh, a lot of it has to do with the fact that the platform is interactive. You have your parasocial relationship with your uh, star of choice. You're a fan of them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a big like when they said we're we're getting rid of these things, they were actually trying to be very explicit about like how it's only certain types of explicit things they have to stop. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what they and they just said our partners won't let us do this anymore. But it got lo- like the message was they're cutting porn just like Tumblr did. And the same pressures probably on Tumblr, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although Tumblr didn't have the transactional element. Um, so that had probably more to do with the image. Sorry, sure. I'm distracting yeah. myself. Mm-hmm. But like the problem is the the this is actually the problem of the banks got lost in in the messaging, and so it became. Now I think there's another thing, fan something. There's another platform that has grown up that a bunch of people are jumping to, and pl- Patreon already has some of these issues. So on like restricting explicit content, and it's like, well, the the mar- what really pisses me off is how much of this is right wing support, and it's like there's a market. You are cutting off supply in the face of demand. Fuck off pretending like the markets solve everything because you are interfering. Yes. So let's yes. just get some good social housing if we're willing to do that. Yep. Yep. It, it, anyway. It, it's all bollocks. It's all fucking yeah. bollocks. Yeah. Completely. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, my, yeah, it's my first week back. I apparently am just moving everything into political. Um, uh, yeah, and, and derailing us from our uh, you know, uh, topic I mean, of conversation. Uh, yeah, in well, the well, uh, is Donkey films. Kong. Yes, yeah, so I was uh, Fred say, Armisen is Cranky Kong. Pregnant There's a couple Sonic, others. Bring it all back, yeah. you know, full circle. Um, oh, Sonic. actually, here's the way to go back. Uh, Fred Armisen has been has is apparently a creep, and there's been hundreds of posts by various people in comedy and the uh, West Coast. Um, Scenes that have hmm. people have said that, and it's all been quashed by fans or supporters of him oh. in a very creepy way. I just found out about this the other day. I mean, allegedly. Is he in the movie? Is he in the movie? Uh, he is Cranky Kong. Um, Cranky and it's Kong just another, is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's just, it's right, just another one of those things where I feel like, <laughs> like they hired this. Again, he doesn't fit the comedy, like, sort of layout of all these people. He's another, like, oh, he's like, Portlandia's great. Mm. Like, I enjoyed that, and if he's a problematic person, I'll have to deal with that in some other ways. But, like, I get, like, his appeal, but it isn't the same appeal as, like, Keegan-Michael Key or Jack Black or Charlie Day. Yep. And, like, the top two, Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, they're mostly just actors. They can fit in anything. But, like, that's what I mean by the whole thing seems top, like, box-checky. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, if we hire this comedy person from this sort of type of comedy, maybe we'll get all those people to come in. Yeah, they're they're trying to pull from lots of different spaces, almost. uh, Yeah. To see if that kind of fits together. And so, yeah, like, I don't know who Kevin Michael Richardson is, um, but he is playing Kamek. Yeah, Kamek, the, the wizard guy. With the oh, yeah. Yeah. Both the juniors, mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then um, Sebastian Maniscalco, Maniscalco, excuse me, is Spike. Again, I'm not familiar with that actor. He's from Chicago. Uh, he's a stand-up 
comedian and actor. I uh, so I don't know either of these guys. It's, it's interesting um, that they're leaning into. But that I assume they're side, again like right. They're, just, they're, they're leaning very much into the comedy side of things with all of these kind of actors. Um, yeah, and I just because I'm I'm like. <laughs> cynic that's the word i just assume these guys have their own followings in their own areas and this is a way to try and grab those yeah yeah Yeah. and but that would like even if both these guys were in in line with one of these other comedic actors it's still a super fractured like comedic identity of a film and if they are different i think it would have been interesting like um or, or some, someone's probably done this, where they're, they're both familiar with, like, Japanese film and, like, um, like Western film, and they could be like, are these, like, similar actors in, like, you know, the Japanese version? Like, are, are they all, you know, comedians from Japan? Or it's like, I think that would give maybe a better gauge of, like, how this movie's going to be, but... Mm. It mm. could be completely different for Absolutely. like Western audiences. So. Completely, and I hadn't even yeah. thought about that. Like, who is leading this project? Mm. Is it is, you know? Obviously, Miyamoto is having some kind of input, but is it being led more by Nintendo of America kind of execs with with Miyamoto being like an yeah. executive producer or something like that on it, or is it coming from the Japanese side? Like, it's it's it could, yeah, it's a very yeah different kind of film if that is the if that's the case so yeah yeah i'm I'm curious like i bet the japanese version is like very insightful and everything and there's just fart jokes in the western version (laughs) (laughs) and we'll just still eat it up or something (laughs) more than likely that would be an interesting thing to see someone who's um who knows the japanese Mm. actors and give their take on it like what is this movie going to be because Adil's right, like, the scattershot, you know, nature of all these actors and, like, it doesn't doesn't feel cohesive, it doesn't quite gel. Who knows what, you know, what angle they're going to go in. It's kind of hard to gauge, but... Yeah, you know, I think yeah. It's and again, right. it's, it's, it's an interesting one in how they approach that, the, the different markets, you know. How um, was the Ghost in the Shell movie... Uh, um, reacted to like in in, in Japan, uh, are they even going to bother releasing Cowboy Bebop live action show like for Netflix in Japan because they just they're like nah we know we will just get fucking destroyed if we put it out over there like it, it's mm. really interesting to see the differences between those markets to understand that so yeah to see who those voice actors will be for the kind of the Japanese version and see what that insight might give us. Mm. Into the into the movie as well it will be really interesting. Um, so yeah, good. Let's open up some more beers uh, and yeah. finish our Mario. Movie I, I can't. I, <laughs> I can't wait for a deal to be at the cinema watching it and just uh, live tweeting <laughs> like, all, all the uh, madness. I, uh, before <laughs> we jump to other beers, which I do need to rinse my glass because mm-hmm. I only have one. Um, my suspicions were correct. Between warming it up and getting used to it, the um, both the tropical and citrus got to come out, blossom a little more. Mm. Still, it was a little more understated than I wanted. That, yeah. that bitterness was still sort of overshadowing things, but way less once my palate got used to it. Um, especially the citrus. The citrus popped more than the tropical, and maybe that's why I'm like, eh, it could have been better, because I really liked the tropical hit, and it just didn't come back up. 
But yeah, so silk, tasty beer. I uh, just wanted to say that because yeah, nice. I did hedge things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now I will miss whatever you say for the next 30 seconds. Well, so whilst <laughs> you are rinsing your glass for the next 30 seconds, good. We will nod furiously just to <laughs> pretend that we are saying something and agreeing with that. Um, he'll be a moment. He'll come back and he'll tell us what his next beer will be. Right TikTok. now. What's the next beer, Adol? Oh, shit, it's me. <laughs> you bastards. Uh, it is the Fat Tug IPA. Oh, wow. Ooh. Ooh. Look at this bottle. <laughs> I love the name. Fucking, yeah. Really great. Who's that by? So it it's by Driftwood Brewery. Uh, they're actually from Victoria, BC. I lied. I didn't end up getting a Calgary beer. I'm an idiot. I thought I did, and then I rem- now I'm re- flashing back. Anyway, uh, take a breath, sailor. It's difficult to fathom, but such a monstrous hot bitterness can be foiled by ample malt buoyancy. This hot monster dwells in the deep. Its tendrils raised to hoppy nirvana. It's uh, got um, <laughs> water, barley malt. Hops, yeast. Uh, thanks. It's sorry. You can't tell, but the, that's what all these little icons say. Oh, they just say water, barley, malt, hops, yeast, but they don't give you the the ones. And then they say it's unfiltered, seven percent brewed in Victoria. Now I remember. I I have heard good things about this, and that's why oh. I put the Calgary beer away because I was just like, well. That's fair. That's fair. So, Canadian episode, not Calgarian episode. But mm-hmm. that's probably better because, boy, have I almost always brought Calgary beers when I've gone away. Mm. Uh, also, a nice hefty 650ml bottle. Ooh. Ooh. Drinking long after we've finished chatting this evening, maybe. Um, <laughs> nice, nice. Nice to see something yeah. coming in a bigger bottle as well yeah. these days. Um, I'm going to just drink a standard 440ml can. But I am drinking their wolf from Pomona Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is 8.2%. It has a tiny bit of flavour text on the back. Their Cryo Citra. Their Vic Secret. Their Zappa. Their Enigma. Their Dipper. So, okay. that's the flavour text. Um mm. And that's all it writes. The allergens are barley, oats, and wheat. So there's oats in there as well. Um, it doesn't tell me exactly what the malts and the yeast and all of those sorts of things are, but gives me a little bit of info on the um, hops in uh, Cryo Citrovic, Secret Zappa, and Enigma. Zappa? Is that a hop overview of familiar with? No. No. No, nor I. Nor I. Um, I mean, it, it, I would assume it's a, a hop, considering they said it's citrus. Z a p p a. Vixie, sorry. Z a p p a. Yes. Um, you know that it's not like it's followed the um, hops, um, and then they've said mm. a dipper on the end. So they're not just referring to Frank or something like that. It's um, Ex- New exclusively Mexican. grown by. CLS Farms in the Yakima Valley. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but it's 100% Neo-Mexicanus aroma hop that came from the Mac- mountains of New Mexico. Yeah, we're on the same slide, I think. <laughs> 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 Passion fruit, mint, spice, tropical fruits, and fruity pebbles on the aroma. Fruity pebbles being, I assume, the, the cereal? Fruity pebbles? It's a cereal okay. based on the Flintstones character. Yeah, oh. I was about to say, is that Flintstones? That's, uh, that's the aroma, Wait, was, uh, the side I have. pebbles... Fred's daughter. Because Bam Bam was Barney's. Bam, no, it was Bam, the other Bam. way around. Bam Bam was... Bam Bam was Barney's kid, right? And um, Pebbles was Bam. Fred's kid. Yeah, Pebbles is a Flintstone. Bam Bam is a rubble. Yes. It doesn't make any difference, really. But you remember I mean, that film it? with, like, Halle Berry and... Oh, what's the, the, who was Fred again? Dude. Oh, God. The Flintstones movie? Yeah. Oh, what's his name from Roseanne? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, very good No, actor. not from Roseanne. What's his name? Was it from Is Roseanne? John Goodman. I've never seen that. Yes. No. Oh, yeah, John Goodman. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Why did I think it was a different guy? Don't know. Because nah. you're thinking of yeah. the Wu-Tang Clan gravel pit music video, <laughs> which everyone Definitely. thinks of when everyone says Flintstones, <laughs> and he's obviously um, but, not in But there. also... Um, yeah, Rick Moranis was Barney Rubble, which seems <laughs> mm-hmm. very dumb. That seems incredibly hey. dumb. I remember. <laughs> I think I've seen that film once. Like he should be the. If anything, he should be uh, Fred's shitty boss with the glasses. Yeah, I don't remember much about that film. I you know, I actually think I've ever seen it. I've seen. I, I saw it at the cinema and. That is the only time I've ever seen. I mean, none of them I ever just worked again, had... so don't worry yeah. about <laughs> it. Like, that was... <laughs> fair. Except they probably all won like Oscars since now. <laughs> they did not. Absurd. It did Ali have Barry. a prequel called v- Viva Rock Vegas. I know that, and I know it was a prequel because that was the supposed wedding story. Oh, okay. I mean, we all just pull it's. it's... Again, everything pulls from the Flintstones, right? The Simpsons, Dinosaurs, Family Guy. Like, it's all just the fucking Flintstones over again. Over and over and over and over and over again. The Jetsons. The, yeah, 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 completely. Absolutely. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Tom and Jerry. Oh, yeah, there was a sequel, the wasn't it? All the it was a prequel. There was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's jump back into our beers. Adol, you have poured a little bit of fat tug. Um, fat tug. It's real clear. You can see my fingies. How many fingies am I holding up? You can tell. I mean, don't 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 move your hand like this. Talking about your fingers yeah. when you're talking about fat tug. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's three. The answer is three hot dogs. Um, so it's actually quite light on the aroma. It's a bit floral um, and a bit light citrus. I want to say kind of like somewhere between clementine and navel orange. Like, like there's a okay. slight sweetness, but mostly it's just like... Here be oranges, um, and not much else. Like I said, the fl- and the floral is like generic blossom. Like there's just something opening up blossomy in it, but there's not. It's not like it's like jasmine floral or like lavender or lilac or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Ooh. Ooh, I like that. It. Sorry, I'm thrown off because the um. It tastes kind of thin. Okay. Which for a seven percent beer is very distracting. The mouthfeel is really thin. Like it feel it feels it seems thin, but it is coating my tongue. It's definitely a seven percent beer. But it's just like not too strong, so it's like easy to miss that it's like coating the whole mouth. Um It's way lighter than I thought it would be. Like, makes it very drinkable. Um, so I sort of said the collective, um, what the hell is this thing called again? Collective Arts. arts. Universe. Yeah, Collective Arts was understated. Mm -hmm. But this is actually, like, way less in your face. Um, so I think it's just as understated, but it doesn't have that long finish. Right. It's quite, so it feels more compact, even though it is a stronger beer. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so that like orangey citrus peak, slight sweetness, but mostly just kind of orange citrus, is really intriguing. It finishes, uh, and that's sort of the peak of the main taste, and then it finishes a little dry tasting, but completely wet on the mouth. Yeah. Um, and then it, like, it's just this really light, um, not piney at all, just, like, generic bitterness. Feels like it should be drying your mouth out, that type of bitterness, but again, it's still quite reasonably wet, so you can kind of sit with that feeling and be okay with it once you recognize you're not actually dried out, but, like, it really, it, it's such a... Just strong enough to be uh, of that bitterness that you feel like, oh, I must, I m it must have dr dried my mouth out. That must be what's going on. I better take another sip. But actually, if you forego that sip, you're like, oh, I see. This isn't actually drying my mouth out. It's just that bitterness is, again, it's not in your face, uh, but it's, it's very much, oh, oh, I say this, it's going to sound negative, but it's actually kind of positive. It's like this one note bitterness. It's just like, Here's this medium bitterness. It's going to last a while. It's not going to do anything else. Um, and it's, it's, it, it's going to feel like it's drying you out, but it's not. And you can just sit with it. And, uh, um, my biggest complaint thus far is that the other tastes just don't match its longevity. Mm -hmm. Such that what, such that like, it's not that the bitterness is changing character. It's like, ah, there's that like navel orangey sweetness uh, and and citrusiness that's fading much quicker, but then that means most of the finish is kind of one note. Uh, it's not a bad note. And the main taste again. It's funny because that citrus is not there that much in the main taste. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's some subtle. Like ebbs and flows going on between the three or four flavors that are, that, but that there's it's not like it's not one of those beers that has like a bunch of different flavors each taking their turn. This is like there's there's a few notes and they're taking their time and yep. one of them sort of comes back for a reprise, but ultimately it's it's very 
straightforward. That's what this nice. is. Okay. This is a very straightforward, but not in a not a terrible way. Like this is, so I would love this on a slightly warmer day than today. Um the 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 strength, you know, like on a on a on a warm autumnal day, like a like a seventeen degrees in Calgary or twenty degrees in Bristol. Um <laughs> Uh, that is a warm autumnal day, absolutely. Yeah, like like sipping it, feeling like it's as the day like fades. You're you can still have another one of these because again, it's on that like it's got that bitter finish. It's got that like sip it. Mm. I don't want to be throwing back this cold beer because now it's getting chillier. I want to sip like yeah, it's got that, a really interesting um, taste to it. Nice. It Good. is a yeah, this strong beer okay. Okay. crafted in Victoria. Nice. Um I yeah. before I move on to my beer, I, I, I feel almost as we finished our Flintstones chat that Lucy started to get into I, a little I, bit of research. Uh, yeah, I've on, been looking at it. Uh, sorry, I didn't hear anything you said, Adil, because that's fine. <laughs> I but have I, no idea. The prequel had a completely different cast. I feel like I feel like all you've done is probably come back to the thought that you need to just go and watch Theodore Rex again. And that's yes, I have it in my it. YouTube queue. Yeah. It's a very <laughs> terrible quality film because I don't think that film exists anywhere. But I probably mention that film like twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's there's, there's number fucking one. fantastic. Yeah. I literally mentioned it two days. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. How how did we know that we would be coming back to Theodore X once again? Um, so. This Pomona Island. I will move on to my bitter. Um, it has a lovely nose. It's very sweet, but it does have this nice piney note in the nose as well. Uh, um, a little bit more solid than the, the previous beer. Not quite as orange, a little bit more straw, at least for me. Head was a little bit bigger on there, but... That's, that's amazingly smooth. Incredibly smooth, like... Has this nice kind of mouthful, bigger body to it. Um, both of my beers tonight have been eight point two percent, but the Pomona Ryan has a slightly bigger body to it, slightly more thicker. And I think, Adam, as you said a, a couple of notes about your your previous beer and how that kind of what kind of uh, um, came out as well afterwards. I I kind of expected the um, double home style to be. With the flavours that started to come out, and I'll talk about that later, I felt it should. It's almost one of those beers that kind of felt like it should have been a bit more chewy. You know, the kind of notes that I was getting towards the end, kind of I expected to be a bit more like, you know, working that around kind of thing, and and this, their wolf, uh, um, again feels like it should be a chewy beer. But it's smoothed out enough that it doesn't quite get there. That, that that your brain doesn't be like, oh, this needs something else in the mouthfeel. Like that 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 thought isn't quite there. It's it's definitely very very smooth. Needs more Wookie. Mm. Um, and again, it's it's <laughs> the nose in this beer matches that flavour quite well. It's 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 got some nice very light sort of stone fruits at the beginning which lead me more into this not super bitter finish but it's got a hint of piney note to it there's just that little bit of a flow from these 
stone fruits into something just a little more deeper, a little more piney. It's not, it's not piney. It's not quite there. It's not bitter. It's not quite there. Mm. But it's edging towards that on the finish. And it's almost... It, it, it kind of almost feels similar to the previous beer in that it's getting towards those more ripe kind of fruits, but it doesn't hit that ripe note. You know, it's kind of a couple of days before that. Um, well, sorry, mm. a couple of days after that, where actually it's it's not just really kind of just fresh off of wherever it's been picked. It's been allowed to sit for a little bit. And it's a little bit more smooth. It's a little bit more sweet as well. It doesn't quite have those earthy kind of tones to it that, that, that a lot of dippers have had recently. It's not a juice bomb. It's not quite there. But it's almost this middle ground between what we know as the double IPA kind of juice bomb and then mm. this more modern take that lots of breweries have been taking with their dippers of being super ripe, really earthy. Um, it, it, it sits in that middle ground very, very nicely and kind of tries to hit sort of notes from both. You know, It's not quite piney, but it, mm. it's, it's edging towards that. It's not quite juicy, but again, it's just edging towards that with its sweetness. Like it sort of sits quite nicely, not just in the middle, but actually ranging between these two different kinds of dippers quite well. You know, juice bomb and this more earthy uh, kind of uh, vegetable-esque sort of dipper. It, it sits within that middle ground quite nicely and flows between from this over to this, never quite hitting either of them really. Uh, but it is kind of the epitome of that middle ground, I think, for, for what dippers have and are currently. Um, so I'm going to pour the rest of it into my glass. Shut the fuck up. Uh, um, and Lucy, we will come to you um, to chat about yeah, whatever you want um, to chat about this week. Uh, since you've got a hard out today, mm. um, I'll cede most of my time to you. Um, because um, I know Adil's playing teacup tomorrow. Yes. I think he might play. Yeah, um, I played it. It's it's very it's very short, but it's very pleasant. It's um, it it's it's a it's it's very much. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like the, the 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 games that you'd play. This is in no way disparaging or an insult, but it's kind of like the games that I'd play at like the library as a kid. Oh, um, like just very simple point and click. You know, adventure oh, see, game yeah, yeah. where it's like, it it would be good as you know a kid's first like adventure game on PC because it, it's it's mainly just fetch quests. It's um it's you know there's no there's puzzles in it, but it, like it has a quite diverse um, number of puzzles. Like the types of puzzles, like there's like a hidden object puzzle. There's like this puzzle where you're having to um like just use your mouse cursor and just like you know just this stuff flying across the screen and just press it as it um, comes across as um, there's a like kind of box puzzle where it's like you have to fit all these shapes in the, this one box and it's like it has a different range of puzzles mm. but they are very simple and it's like 
the, the colourfulness of it, you're basically playing as this frog who, uh, this very cute looking frog who is basically like, I've got a tea party tomorrow, I don't have any tea ingredients, need to go find all these uh. ingredients like, you know, lemon, honey, mint, uh, hibiscus and all this, and it's like, she's got this like little, little journal of like, uh, all these ingredients that she needs, and it's like, it actually explains like what, what these, you know, these these flowers are these uh you know roots are nice. it's like oh, i didn't expect that it's, but but yeah it's, it's sort of educational <laughs> so it's like i learned about tea and i learned about all the different types of tea so it's like if if you have a child who's curious about tea and they want to play something this would be like you could just put them in front of this and just let them go and it's like they probably wouldn't need too much help with it but you know as someone who's been playing games for a long time I still didn't mind that kind of like lack of difficulty or you know di- you know it, it it didn't have to be bombastic like you know having a tea party like in Alice in Wonderworld and everything's mad and crazy it's like mm. it's very pleasant very very sedate and it's like it was a nice adventure and it's like um the art style's really pretty it's like it just relaxes you and it's just like this is the perfect cup of tea game <laughs> Where it's like, yeah, I can play this, relax. Nice. And, you know, craving a cup of tea now. <laughs> Start talking about, like, you know, hibiscus tea and stuff this, like this that. Sounds, yeah, this but... sounds perfect for Adol, almost. Like, yeah, this is yeah. like, the, will this will be the perfect enough. game to ease him in. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's short and, yeah. So so, so maybe we can talk about that briefly next mm-hmm. week. Um, deal, sounds but, good, yeah. Um, the... Of a game which we're probably not going to talk about, um, especially since you know time is precious, is um, Bonfire Peaks, oh, which yes. is a uh, isometric puzzle game. Um, I'm currently writing a review for it, so I might just Ooh, stick most amazing. of my thoughts up there. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about. That. I need to talk to you about that actually, Ben. So yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> but but um, it's it's out on the thirtieth. Which is what Thursday. Yeah. Um, the embargo went up. Like I don't think there was an embargo when the when the codes went out. So um, if you're itching to know about it, like maybe look elsewhere for now. But yeah, probably get an, get a review up if not uh, this week, maybe early next week. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll probably talk about it a bit more next week and just you know in in conjunction with my review. But um, the the game that I'm in the middle of now, which um, which which I'm wanting to play more and more of, um, it's not actually Castlevania. Um, it's <laughs> it's uh, the Rewinder, which is a point and click adventure game that should be on your bingo card for which games Lucy likes at this point. <laughs> um, but it's it's set in like this uh, Chinese mythology mythological world, and it's it's really interesting so far. It's like it kind of drops you in the deep end. It's like I don't know who these these mythological uh, mythological beings are because I I don't know anything about Chinese mm-hmm. history or or mythology, sad to say. But it's like it it because I'm so ignorant of it. It's very interesting, and it's like it drops you in this like atmosphere it's got this kind of you know it isn't like oh you look at Hades and everyone's having like uh you know 
Dionysus parties, just drinking and having a fun time. This is this is very moody. It's very atmospheric. It's very melancholic. It's 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 really interesting and um, can't say too much of the puzzles at the moment, but I am just so enraptured by that atmosphere and I just want to keep playing it and yeah, the, the setting and like the the vibe of it has just got me really interested. So nice. Um, I'll probably come back to that as well on the podcast, but. Uh, mm. Yeah, other than like, as I say, Castlevania, uh, I think it's called Castlevania Advanced Collection. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah, I'm just playing Circle of the Moon right now. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no, oh. no, I've never actually played this oh. one. Oh, um, oh, really? Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> playing more Castlevania. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's... look, I I need the crack cocaine before the eighth <laughs> of October. <laughs> It's getting. It's, I'm. I'm itching now. It's, it's getting a real problem. Um, Metroid Dread isn't out. Oh, I'm going to avoid every trailer because Nintendo just putting out so many. It's, I know, it's and we we don't have a, we don't have an in with Nintendo, but people have got their hands on already with yeah. uh, with Dread. I don't want to know. I'm ignoring it. Oh, mate, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna email too- Nintendo tomorrow and ask for a code for you. I'm gonna see what. <laughs> I'm gonna see it. what magic I can <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Just take a picture of completely, but just take a picture of Samus back yeah. here and just say, "Look, I spent at least uh, <laughs> I don't even know how much four hundred pounds on Nintendo." Sale, <laughs> yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> Look, I have the. Uh, just give them that. Just just show them the authenticity the, the, the pro- card. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So I've spent at least four hundred pounds on your product. So. <laughs> I've never, I've never actually played a Nintendo game. I'm That's never, it. Just, you know. just bought, just bought. But I've spent it. at least four hundred. Yeah. There's a proof. Yeah. Nice. Um, and they'll be like, well, you see these fanboys, you know, round the corner for the Mario movie. Yeah. You said you don't like it on ah, oh, tanked mate, up episode. He's <laughs> coming to bite yeah. you back in the ass now. That's it. Yeah. 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 Ah, but that's why yeah. Lucy was pushing back against my my negativity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> securing the uh, I don't know yeah. that was that asshole don't give him a game um, the uh, the rewinder sounds a little bit like Raji uh, um, only mm. only mm. in that it was giving some sort of history some some kind of storytelling into yes. the myth yeah. of of like gods and things like that um, Raji unfortunately I didn't stick with because the gameplay was a yeah. little bit lacking but I was very mm-hmm. interested in the little stories that it was trying to uh, to tell. And it was one of those Agreed. games where I felt, actually, this would be better just for me to be like, right, find all the cutscenes or all of those bits, all of those story beats on a YouTube video. Because I'm interested in what they're trying to tell me. I, I know nothing about a lot of this story. So yeah. it would be great to experience that. And, and the reminder again... Is is maybe a little bit more up our street in in terms of its kind mm. of gameplay, something like that. Mm. Um, but it leads me into what I want to talk about this week, which is um, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been juggling that with Deathloop and a little bit of Sable as well, which I've started and played a little bit of, but only a, a, a tiny part past what I played of the of the demo. Um, but Kina, um, I've been playing on the PlayStation and um, feel like I'm only getting very small chunks of time with just because of life, you know, 
uh, mm, other yeah. people using the TV and the PlayStation for various other things. But I'm I'm enjoying it. It's this, Good. you know, it, it very much fits in with PlayStation's other games, third party, uh, third sorry, not third party, third person action based <laughs> kind of game, right? Um, it, it it's it's got this beautiful aesthetic and and visuals to it. It is such a pretty game, but it almost lives, at least in my mind, somewhere between something like Ghost of Tsushima and Concrete Genie. It's mm. this really yeah, yeah yeah. It's it's beautifully detailed. I it's it's insanely so. Like the way the the kind of the uh, uh, the grass kind of flows with the wind and stuff is really really good um, but it's a little bit more cartoony like it takes that kind of concrete mm-hmm. genie sort of stance to it lots of people are comparing it to kind of like Pixar and that sort of thing which I think is not quite there it's, it is very much that more cartoony kind of vibe to it uh, giving it a bit more of a uh, um, you know, a human kind of uh, uh, vibe to things, as Pixar kind of do with their sort of um, with their movies. But it, it, it sort of, yeah, for me, kind of sits between Concrete Genie and Ghost of Tsushima in terms of its aesthetic and detail of its yeah. aesthetic, uh, which 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 works really well, especially in the cutscenes, which are absolutely gorgeous. The lighting in it is is fantastic. Uh, but Ember Lab, who made it, I believe have come from much more of an animation kind of background. So, sort of expected. But Mm -hmm. the gameplay is... kind of by the numbers. Mm. I've I've heard that from... um... Lots of of people... Yeah, and I have. I I haven't listened to anyone's thoughts on it, but I've seen kind of hot takes and tweets and things about it. And people saying it's kind of like a PS2 game. And I, I think that's a bit disingenuous. I don't think it's a PS2 game. So it, it, it's it's much more of a early last gen kind of action sort of game. You know, it's it, it's it's kind yeah. of this thing where you're doing a little bit of combat, you're doing a little bit of platforming, you're you're getting some collectibles. It's kind of it, it's again it follows like Ghost of Tsushima in that kind of way. In that you're, you're you're doing these platforming things, you're jumping up onto different ledges and exploring the environment. It's an open, limited open kind of environment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's not quite corridory. It's it's an it's kind of an open area, but it's not fully open. There's paths within these sorts of areas, and then open expanses which you can kind of explore on things. Um, but it. it, it it just feels good to play. It's responsive. Mm. Uh, there's a couple of issues with a couple of the things they've implemented uh, um, in terms of how you move the spirits about and things feeling a little bit clunky and stuff. But they're few and far between enough that I kind of just breeze over those kinds of things because the main thrust of the game is enjoyable to play. Um, it's very heartfelt in its story, and that's what's pulling you through all of this it's very much a story based game and everything that i've experienced so far feels very heartfelt it's mm-hmm. quite well written what i've seen so far every kind of beat is pulled me along just that little bit the characters that i've encountered which are very limited 
um, um, have felt very endearing. Uh, I've wanted to kind of do the things that they have said, hey, can you kind of, uh, you know, these two kind of very kid characters, like, we'd love you to find our brother, it'd be really great. And you're like, I will, I will go and find him. Because we've had these <laughs> like these chats between kind of, um, you know, my character, Kina, um, and, and these You're more like, guys. yeah, it's a trophy, yeah. I will, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm at the trophies, the trophies have been popping. Uh, every time you do a, a little bit of story, you're like bam, bam, there it is. There's the next trophy. Um, but it, it it also has that not open world vibe to it, but um, there are collectibles um, and they are tied into your progression as a character. So it's not just collectibles for collectibles' sake. It's kind of more a um, right. You've collected these many uh, rot which are the little sprite-like characters mm. which follow you around, which you can use in combat and stuff. Um, like a Pikmin. Like a, exactly, like a Pikmin. But you can, Pikmin. you can find them in the in the environment as well. And you, you do get some of them as rewards for story beats, for beating enemies and things like that. But you can find some of them in the wild as well. And that very much ties into the progression of your character and being able to unlock abilities and, and things like that. So... It it all feels as an as an overall package, very well put together. But it is absolutely a game, you know, very much of the mold of stuff, uh, you know, from five, six, seven years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not anything new. It's not doing anything new or, yeah, or different. Yeah. Which is that's funny. what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, to be fair. The the podcast that I listened to and people discussing it, they said. It is like a relic from the PS2 era or PS3 era, um, but they, they they said that in a good way. It's mm. like they didn't mean it in like a bad way. It's like yes, this is by the numbers. It's very you know character kind of focused action yep. game, and it's, but yeah, it seems like um, it, solid game, but you know nothing to ride home about. But Absolutely. yeah, I think I think. Um, I haven't. I, I've not paid much attention to this game, but um, just just seeing it, it's just very striking. So mm. um, I think that is the draw immediately. Very much. Um, yes. Yeah. And it's it, it's one of those games that you can be moving around the environment and enemies will pop up, and actually they're not that much of a challenge to overcome. Uh, it does the assassins, the modern assassins' Creed thing of putting the attacks on the R buttons oh, no. uh, so strong zero out of ten. strong strong and light <laughs> attack on those buttons you can do other things so the, the face buttons correspond with dodging um and with using the rot to uh, um, interact with enemies so they, they they can go along and they can stun enemies so you can get in close and hit their weak spots or critical points and or, or just attack them kind of thing um so it does that with the with the face buttons instead so it, it, it's using that kind of mechanic in terms of the combat, which is my kind of biggest sticking point with the game, almost. Mm. It, um, there's been a couple of points where I've come up against bosses, which are hard, and, I, and, and that's great. Yeah, I, that's, I, I, that's I, another thing that I thought that seems pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the idea that actually I'm getting through this fodder in the world without much of a problem, and then I get to a boss, and it comes up, you know, there'll be a, a health bar for the boss. It's a named character. It's more beefy. It's got a different uh, uh, um, 
kind of model to everything else. You feel that you are in a thing. And this is kind of like one of the first games where I've hit early bosses and died to. You know, there's not many games where I'm, I'm, you know, recently that I've gone, wow, even from early on, these boss fights are hard. Uh, um, but this... Baby's that. first Dark Souls. I mean, the like kids play <laughs> Ke- Keena Bridge of Spirits and then go straight to demons. It absolutely feels yeah. like that. It does feel like that. Definitely seventy pounds um, RRP. That's how they get What was? I think Keena was about thirty quid. Oh nice! Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, um, uh, yeah. So for the production well, quality, that's so pretty when when the reviews came out about it, and I saw kind of like scores, and I was looking at some of the um, kind of summaries that people had, had said. I'm like, yeah, this seems like my kind of game, absolutely. And when I suddenly went on the store, I'm like, it's thirty quid. I, I yes, I will buy this. Oh, absolutely. It's on Epic Games. Yes, store, yes, it's on PlayStation, it on PS4, PS5, and Epic Games Store. Yeah. I oh, had wow. no idea it was on PC. One of the things that Fair absolutely enough. drew me into it was that it's got a photo mode as well. You know, you ah, know, I'm a natch. sucker for a photo mode. <laughs> this is quite limited on PlayStation, and I wonder whether it's a little bit more open, perhaps on PC. Um, I mean, you can do anything on PC. Exactly, absolutely. I mean, there's a mod out there making the the rot. Um, you know, do. Dirty things, <laughs> <laughs> or they're all just tiny macho man Randy Orgy. Savages and Ultimate Warriors running around <laughs> following you constantly. Um, but I mean, just a rot you, you can you can go to a hat cart and give the rot little hats, ten out, of which 10. is great. You know that's that's one of the good things. But it's can you pet the rot? Yes, you can. You can sit with them. And you, you can't just pet them. You can do various things with them. You can dance with them. You can kiss them. You can do other <laughs> things as well. Uh, um, okay. there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's is like this a... in or outside of the model? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is this rule 34 territory? No, 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 no Jesus. Um, we're not quite there. But you can, you can, you know, Kina just sits and the, the rock kind of gather around her and you can t- sort of do a couple of different like emotes with them almost okay, um, but it's nice. it's kind of the 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 story is what is pulling me through so it's it's a much bigger game than i thought it was going to be as well mm. and just to sort of uh, um give any listeners a, a, an idea of where i am um i am i've been kind of pulled in by these two younger boys to help their brother taro and uh, you have to collect three items. So you go to one area, and it's quite a big area, and you walk your way through these almost corridor sort of sections, but you get to bigger open areas within that to do stuff. And then another one to collect a different item, and then a smaller area within that to collect the third kind of item. But then you go back to have like a boss battle with the spirit that is trapped kind of thing. And that's where I am at the moment, and I've, I've, there was a couple of enemy, a uh, couple of bosses which I butted my head against before I was like, oh no, this is the strategy in how I mm. need to approach this. And the game isn't handholdy; it doesn't give you a huge amount of tutorialization in this is how to do things. It lets you kind of figure that out yourself or not. For mm-hmm. some people. I would imagine, who just constantly butt their heads. But it, it kind of signposts some stuff quite well in combat to get you to figure that out yourself. 
and I played. Mm-hmm. I, I've I've got to tarot. I'm fighting his spirits. I've done it once, and I got him down to about a third amount of health. And I'm like, I I know the pattern. I know what I'm doing. I'm doing this, and then suddenly, he swiped me from about four hundred miles away. Oof! And I thought, oh, oh, the boss I'd fought just before that, I'd noticed uh, does an attack where it jumped at me and like swiped down so if i'm in that air area it will hit me so i'm like cool it's 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 hitting up i will run and then i will dodge because it will jump to the area but actually the area that it jumps mm. to is much more like limited so literally this character was about to jump here and you can see the slight change in animation but it then jumped to where I was. So you you have to dodge very, very precisely or parry very, very precisely within this game. Uh, it, that, 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 that kind of difficulty to it in mastering those kind of combat techniques are, is actually quite high, I think, which for a game in every other aspect which appeals to you know like 10 year olds up to the 50 year olds mm-hmm. 80 year olds you know it's, it's it's a game that very much would appeal to everybody the skill factor in some of these boss fights is a little bit more difficult than the mm. aesthetic and the feel and the story of the game so uh in this in this fight with tarot i'm like right i i, I got it I know it. I've nailed it. And then suddenly it just hit me from miles away. I'm like, nope. Not going to do this now. Coming back to it tomorrow. Absolutely not in the mood. I'm not in the mood for this right now. Um, And I think that's been its... Baby us, baby. That's almost been its biggest downfall in that I felt, yeah, cool. I'll play it. I'll explore. I'll find the rot. I'll I'll find other chests. I'll get my nice rewards for exploration. I'll do various things. And... I like how it unfolds and the abilities that it gives me and stuff. Very happy with all of that. And then I'll fight a boss and be like, that movement, it actually feels a little bit unfair. Yeah, a bit cheap. I'm going to go and um, play Sable or go and <laughs> put 20 minutes into Deathloop. Uh, you know, play one of the other games that I'm playing which don't quite have that same... You know, Sable doesn't have any combat. Um... Deathloop nice. has combat, but is a little bit more basic than than, than the what Kina is kind of bringing. So it's definitely a little bit of a stumbling block for it, but one which I think that at least I can overcome given a little bit of time and a couple of maybe rotations with various bosses of being like, right, yep, they've killed me, perfect, that that's fine. You know, it's not like Dark Souls and like, I'm dead. I have to start all the way back here and go back here to collect all of my spirits. It is just, oh, that character killed me. It starts me before the boss fight again. Like, not in the boss fight. Right. So it starts me before it, before I've triggered it, so I can actually go off and do whatever I wanted to again, which is great. It's a perfect place to reset me to. But it it has me kind of wavering on being like, do I want to do this right now? Nah. Do I want to go and explore some places? Well, no, I want to beat the boss and then unlock the next area before I kind of get my exploration back on. Um, so I think 
in that sort of sense it's 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 dropped just a little bit but for me at the moment it's a solid sort of like seven game right it's good yeah i'm i'm enjoying it and it's got a few issues um but it's you know it's it's sort of lifted i think in the zeitgeist at the moment just by its visuals really like everyone Mm kind of came out and said this game looks nuts uh, and, right. and then came out and said it plays a little bit okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a solid opening from uh, um, from a, a new studio who have never made anything before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be interesting to see kind of how they. they it will be interesting to see what they do next, but also how they're received by the wider industry, right? You know, with sure. um, mm-hmm. Herman Holst. And they're not they're not a PlayStation first party, but mm. Herman Holst coming out uh, very recently in an interview, sort of saying, you know, lots of our studios chat, and we we've encouraged this kind of thing that no one almost no one really works independently, no studio kind of works independently, everybody is constantly chatting, and uh, and Herman leads kind of like studio head. Uh, meetings where everyone kind of comes together from all of the studios and has chats and things like that and mm-hmm. using that knowledge base from all of these kinds of different places like and ember labs kind of seem to have positioned themselves in a in a reasonably good place of being within the epic playstation kind of area right and, and it would have been the same i imagine had they have gone over to you know had this game have come out day and day on game pass and they've been chatting with you know all of the first party kind of Xbox studios these days, like getting that extra kind of knowledge from all of these people, understanding yeah. that this is what we've kind of done and this is the engine that we're working with and this is what we have right now. How do we refine that? How do we change that? How do we make things like this feel a little bit more tight? Uh, I'm not saying they're going to come out with Keener too, but because uh, I'm you know I'm not at the end. I don't know whether that leads on to anything further but whatever they come up with next it'd be interesting to see if they've been able to delve into the the minds within the playstation kind of studios uh and even like yeah, yeah. The, the wider kind of audience as well because it seems to have been well received um so yeah i it's super interested yeah. in whatever kind of comes next from uh ember labs yeah yeah, development is collaborative, and you know whatever one studio can learn from another, it's, it helps. Um, <laughs> I can imagine someone going in in that uh, PlayStation meeting, and they said, well, "What if we do a first-person shooter?" And so they said, "Get out, third-person <laughs> games only." Whoever's, whoever's running Gorilla right now is like, uh, "So Killzone," and Herman House like, no, "Yeah, no, sharp." They just said, "Just kill them." Yeah. It's that meme, isn't it, where you just the, the guy at the end of the table gets thrown out the window. It's um, yeah. a young Herman Holst is just launched through the window. Just good. Hmm. Um, let's finish there this uh, this hmm. week. Uh, I'll have more thoughts on Deathloop and Sable probably next week if I've got more time to put into them. Who knows? Uh, but we'll come back to our beers. Uh, Lucy, we'll, we will kick back into you because you only had the one beer this mm, evening. Yeah. Uh, by Overtone, which is always a winner. 
Yes. Was it called Love Your Local? Yeah, Love Your mm-hmm. Local, and I'd be very happy if Overturned were my local, but I don't live in Glasgow, so sadly they're not. But um, yeah, it's it's it was really good. Um, as I say, hoppy, fruity, piney, bitter. It was just super well balanced beer, everything that you want. Um, yeah, and what I noticed probably the most striking thing about it was that it was like actually hoppy. It's mm. like so many beers now. It's like it's like I don't know. Just just give me something that's really hoppy. Remember the word hot bomb? Remember yes. that? Remember that oh, nomenclature? Yeah. Like probably five years ago <laughs> it's like no one does that anymore it's like just make your beer very hoppy you know mm. it's like i'd love to know if it was like you know dry hop double dry hop or whatever but yeah because it's i bought it a few weeks ago when was it canned can i see Cause i'm wondering how old it, it, it was 20th of july so okay. That's what two months yeah. old now. So yeah, mm. you'd expect oh maybe the the hoppiness might have tapered off mm. a bit or, or something by now. But no, it's just really, really, really hoppy nice. and really, really scrumptious. Really good. Good. Very good. Perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure like any overtone beer that you pick up, it's going to be good. But um, yeah, I'm, I I feel like I sh- struck gold with this one. Good. So, yeah. Very nice. Nice, nice. Uh, Adol, how about you? Um, it, it's interesting because I wasn't. I was kind of let down by both beers, maybe just because I was hoping hmm. for more. Uh, so like the Fat Tug just did a few things really well, but like kind of mechanically, like it was like, yeah, now this tastes, now this tastes. It's a seven percent IPA, which. Again, it's good. It doesn't taste super 77%. Um, but, like... Even now, um, it's just... It could easily be a pale ale. Like, it, it could just doing something that's slightly a little more bitter than you would expect. It's just... It's missing some sort of third dimension, I think, is the mm-hmm. problem. And then the Ransack the Universe IPA um, just was a little more muddled. To, like it didn't. It I think mainly. So I think the Ransack the Universe has more interesting tastes going on, but in a way that kind of betrays itself because they're so like oh maybe this, and then it's like ah but no I'm going to cover this up with with generic mm, bitterness. Mm. So it's like oh there's interesting things going on, but they're so quickly. Like, they're so muddled or, like, overcome that I'd rather not know about them because that's just telling me that there's a better beer somewhere and it's not right. in my hand. Yeah. So in that sense, the Fat Tag is a better beer because at least it's just, like, four notes, that's it. And those notes are very clean and crisp and do their thing. Uh, but I'm going to give it to the Collective Arts just because they there's at least something there that's trying. Okay. Like, the four notes that are going on with the fat tug are not that interesting and they're not done in su- with like a flourish or something they would like there's no extra thing they'd be like okay but it's it's a simple like wiper and true can sometimes have like not a lot going on but it just like it's a flourish between the the notes and it's interesting mm. um this is there are four notes here they are in order um, and they're not bad notes. 
you'd be perfectly happy with these this beer a couple of them on a like i said on a warm autumnal day but ultimately there's just it's just a kind of it feels more uninspired while the collective mm-hmm. arts like had these flashes of oh is it gonna oh it didn't but at least it did something and maybe it's just my mood today that i was hoping for something sort of extra uh interesting um mm-hmm. so i'm gonna go for the interesting but miss collective arts okay this week. Yeah. So, so you're not gonna go have a fat tug later That that's for tanked up after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think we should finish that. I don't even need to talk about my beer, should I? Yeah, that's, that's um, I, I I will mention that I'm going to pick the Pomona Island their wolf uh, this week. Um, it, it 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 just it's just it's a lovely beer. It sits in that middle ground between old school dippers and what is currently out there at the moment. Um, very much the presiding flavour of the their wolf, unfortunately, is grapefruit, <laughs> and that is or that it, it, it's a strong it's a strong contender for what I'm getting right now. Lots of grapefruit, but it does a very good job of sitting within that not quite juice and not quite dank, earthy vegetable kind of dipper area. Um, it's 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 lovely. It's very very easy. Um, too easy. Eight point two percent, and gone. So it's the Pomona Island for me this week. Nice. Uh, um, which uh, you know normally the American brewed beers are. Are kind of my pick. I know Lucy. When we've had kind of you know you've had equilibrium and then something else. It's normally you know the American brew kind of beers. Mm. But um, was it Black Iris Bearded Iris um, Bearded Iris Brewing Company? Um, yeah, just a, just a little bit lacking, perhaps. Um, you know, kind of almost felt like one of the uh, more earthy. Um, ripe melon double IPAs that I've been having of late and not giving me that much different from it. So the Pomona Island there wolf kind of doesn't win just because it's edging back towards those other kind of dippers and is doing something different, but it's it lives within that middle ground very, very well and balances a, a lot of kind of flavours and feels. So, uh, so yeah, that's for me this week. If you nice. want to tell me, everybody, listener, viewer, friend, uh, why I'm wrong, or another dipper that you're having that would be excellent for me to drink, you can get me at Nova underscore 47. Lucy, if people want to talk to you about mm. beers or video games, how do they do so? Um, it's at Juicy Loose 9, and I want... I, I finished The Forgotten City, oh. uh, and I really want... A deal to play it because I think he'll either think, "Oh, this is like philosophy one hundred and one," or really despise it. Okay. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Yeah. <laughs> this is on. St- yeah, I've heard really good things. This is on my list. Um, it's only like twenty quid or something, right? Yeah, about twenty four or something. Maybe cheaper on PC. But yeah. What I'd, What did you play I'd it just on? Love to know it. Uh, Xbox. I think it was twenty four pounds. All right. Okay. Okay. If uh, if people want to talk to you, Adelwyn, and give their thoughts on the Forgotten City to you, how do they do so? <laughs> uh, 
you can reach me at the Omniarch on all of the things except Twitch, where I'm the underscore Omniarch. Not that I use it much. Although uh, <laughs> I, might, I might actually, so I, I might actually start doing my productivity streams again um, uh, to differentiate work from play. Although that might even be like working on out of lives content but like the work hmm. side the like rendering thing just just throwing the stream you up can, and chat. Um, yeah. yeah nice show me how to use the site because i don't want ben to always publish my <laughs> reviews <laughs> so, uh, i don't I'll publish ch- reviews I'll, I'll ch- i i just you know your your name's on it it's you it's all that's absolutely you no i um, no i wouldn't wait, care did if you, you make got a credit account for it. and keep the password so that it <laughs> no. won't show up as authored by no she can connect i i like how actually her internet has dropped at this exact point where she's oh, like oh, hey yeah. you do stuff for me on the internet bye um <laughs> It's the perfect point. Um, yeah, you can get all of us at out, uh, at Tanked Up Cast over on Twitter, or you can get us on Out of Lives Net. Go to outoflives.net as well, or hook us up on Twitch. Give us a follow, or even subscribe if you're feeling lucky, and you've got that old Prime uh, subscription free. Just hanging around, not doing nothing. Oh no, there's oh, Lucy. She's gone. She goes. Oh yeah. no, um, our videos. Our videos going to look awful because it's oh, gone no. from two people, three people. Oh no! <laughs> two ah, people. sneak behind the curtains. Uh, let me yeah. do. Let me do. Check out. Hot. Oh, this is even better. Let's I like switch. This, let's let switch. Ben's face. Let's switch. Uh, oh fuck! Oh no! What have we got? What have we got? That one will do. There we go. It's just the two uh, of us running through nope. now on something. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> that, that there works. it is. Yeah. <laughs> that works. Uh, both of us in the world. Oh, no, uh, she's back. Oh, let's switch that yeah. quick. Um, <laughs> Live. Hello, Am I right? Back. Live. <laughs> oh, Brilliant. this is hey. way worse now. Yeah, I like the there we go. Um, uh, yes, you can get us Although all. somehow I've shifted down a pixel <laughs> such that you can see the black when I talk. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck knows. Fuck knows. I told you my internet was right. Yeah, no, no, we talked about it. Right it. At the end. it came right at the end. It's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's the perfect time for us to say thank you very much for everybody joining us this evening. Thank you for coming and watching us on your video place of choice, YouTube or Twitch. But I don't fucking know. Your podcast service of choice. Going to places, go. talking to us, doing the things, seeing our faces, looking at our beers drinking along with us, whatever you're doing, thank you very much for joining us. Oh, I remembered the thing that we were going to say was um, if you are on Twitch and you have an Amazon thing, or you don't, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, then you automatically have one free Twitch subscription per month. Please give it to someone. Yeah, ideally us. If you enjoy our content, but honestly, otherwise Jeff Bezos just hoards yeah, all that. Yeah, exactly. Money. Just free money from Bezos. So again. like, hell, if you just spin a wheel and go on a Twitch and hit subscribe on something, that's better than doing nothing with your private account. So do that. Agreed. Absolutely. Good. Agreed. Uh, it's a lovely message to finish out on. We've been tanked up. We'll catch you next week. Thanks everybody. Bye bye. Ciao. Bye bye. <laughs> www.outoflives.net